Hello, beautiful people. I'm your host, Grace Simmons, your favorite travel mindset coach, and welcome back to the Random and Wonderful podcast. Each episode, we will explore ways to uplift you on your journey, to add joy, confidence, and independence into your life. For our third episode of the Self-Advocacy Interview Series, we will meet Emma Paulette, a health coach, yoga teacher, and personal trainer with a focus on body acceptance and health at every size. This is going to be great. Stay tuned. I have Emma here with me, um, and we're going to chat about her journey from corporate to being a personal trainer to yoga. I want to get to your 365 challenge in a sec, but please, hello and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here. I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. So please tell me, what is one fun thing about yourself? Um, I think this is kind of a bit culturally um, specific, but I will try and explain it to you. Um, okay. Years and years ago, I used to be a goal umpire for Australian rules football. So in Australia, we have our own special type of football and okay. um, there's different there's different types of umpires. And if someone kicks a goal, there's someone that stands between the goals with some flags to wave to say that they've kicked a goal. Yes. Um, and it's very male-dominated, but I used to love doing it with my dad when I was a kid. So when I became a grown-up, I actually trained to become um, a goal umpire and did that for about six or seven years. So if I told someone that in Australia, they'd be like, Really? That's really unusual. So um, I like to sort of spin people out about that because it's not expected. Very nice. Um, So back to your yoga challenge, you're doing 365 days. Please tell me about that. How's it going? It's going really well. So today is day 58. So really it's still in the early days. Um, I've been practicing yoga on and off for about 25 years and I've been a yoga teacher for about eight years, I think. And the more I've looked into yoga, the more I've looked into kind of body image and the fitness industry, um, I've really seen how yoga's been um, really taken over by this kind of Western fitness, Mm -hmm. skinny white woman, bendy young person's game. And and what I realised in all of that is that the, the yoga study that I have done up until very recently has really been focused just on the asana or the physical practice. And that's what most people think yoga is. It's kind of like go and stand on a mountaintop and yes. bend over backwards or something and that's yoga. But yeah. really yoga is so much more than that. You know, it's it's like a set of practices to just turn up in the world as a kind and loving person and mm-hmm. um and that's what I'm really enjoying. So, yes, I do practice the physical practice most days, but I don't do it every day because one of the really um, important aspects of yoga is this um, idea of ahimsa, which is tra- it's a Sanskrit word that translates to non-harming. And okay. if I'm going to push through and do yoga, even if I'm really exhausted or, you know, I've got a million other things on my plate, that's harming myself. That's adding okay. extra stress into my life. So I'm really like delving into not just the physical practice, but all the other um, aspects of it as well. And that's what I'm loving because um, I was really thrilled actually yesterday in some study I was doing to find out that um, there was a study done at the University of Southern Mississippi that says that if you do 
um, study philosophy alongside with the physical and um, meditation practices of yoga, mm-hmm. you actually reduce your cortisol a lot more than just doing the phys- physical practices and the meditation on their own. So it's actually mm-hmm. going to help to make you less stressed if you do some ph- um, philosophy study as well. So that felt true to me because that's what I'm finding after this, right. you know, after doing this for almost two months. So, yeah, that's what I'm loving about it. I like that. I, you're right. I think the, the perception of yoga is definitely like the physical part of it. And it's, I'm I'm doing my best if I can be the most bendy. Um, yes. And so I appreciate being able to to hear that aspect of, no, there's, there's a little bit more to it. There's that study of it. And all of that makes all of that is yoga. So that's, that's great to learn. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the nicest things I've ever heard from a student, which was kind of maybe not nice, I'm not sure, but she said, I said to a friend, I love Emma's yoga classes because she's not flexible either. (laughs) And I'm not particularly flexible. I have, I have a um, scoliosis in my spine. So I, you know, my body doesn't work the way you know the pictures you see on Instagram look but sure that doesn't mean I can't get something out of yoga just because my belly gets in the way if I'm doing a forward fold doesn't mean I'm not doing a mm-hmm. forward fold do you know what I mean so um yeah that's what I I'm really enjoying that I'm yeah accepting myself every more even more every day because of the philosophy of yoga as well yeah I I, I appreciate that I, I hope you do take that as a compliment because for those of us who our bellies are in the way, it's like, no, but I still want to try this and I can succeed yeah. seeing someone else who's like, no, 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 you're fine. Like, let's, let's do it. You know? So I, yeah. I appreciate that still. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, what about the, what about the, the philosophy of yoga? Have you found not necessarily most meaningful, but maybe that's resonated with you uh, during these past 50 something days? I think, um, Really, I'm starting at the very beginning. So there's sort of eight limbs of yoga and the first limb, they describe it as a limb. That's just the way it was written, you know, 4,000 years ago. Um, a part of yoga is the um, the yamas, which are kind of like the moral code or sort of the ethics of how a yogi is supposed to kind of show up in the world. And so oh, wow. I, I mentioned ahimsa Um but one of the there's I think there's six or seven I should know off the top of my head but I don't because I'm still learning always learning um, but uh, one of them as well is about really looking after your energy and so um, traditionally it was about actually being um, celibate so it was like you know don't overuse your energy in that way but now okay. nowadays they're sort of saying, you know, don't overuse your energy in lots of different ways. So don't overindulge in food. Like really notice how your body feels when it comes to food. Um, don't overindulge in yoga. Don't overindulge in, you know, conversations that you're not getting anything out of anymore because you're just making someone else happy. So it's kind of about learning boundaries in different aspects of your life. But doing it, again, using that ahimsa, like using that non-harming kind of mindset. So it's like I'm not going to just tell someone to shut up because I'm tired and I want to leave. I'm going to do it in a kind way. But I've got to remember that my energy is just as important as your energy. And so then by learning that for myself, I learn that for other people. So I've noticed in the last couple of days – when I see my, I live on in a cottage in someone's backyard, and when I see my my landlady 
she's a bit older, you know, she's in her 70s and she's quite tired a lot of the time and I, I find myself chat, 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 chat and I can see mm. her getting a little bit tired and so like by managing my own energy and learning about myself, I can't assume for other people but I can be aware of the fact that I could be using up other people's energy in a really non-helpful way as well. So that's been one of my other favourite things to learn so far is about, yeah, just respecting boundaries in lots of different ways. Yeah, I like that. You're learning about your own boundaries as well as being aware of others and how you interact with people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So taking a step back, you were in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. What made you switch over to being a yoga instructor and fitness? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it was survival in a way. I um, um, here in Australia, in particular, the corporate world's a. I don't know if it's the same everywhere. I'm assuming it is. Is a real boys' club, and um, sort of there's expectations that you kind of show up without too much emotion and to you know be quite yes. strong and work long hours and. And, like, as I'm just talking to you, like, you know, that's the exact opposite of what I'm learning now in yoga. And I think that, like, in my heart I've always been a yogi but I didn't kind of make that connection. Mm. But personally I was um, and still do struggle with endometriosis and I have quite like stage four endometriosis. I've had, which is if if you're not sure what it is, it's where cells that are similar to the lining of your uterus grow in other parts of your pelvis. Um, and they cause a lot of pain and fatigue and different things. So I've had that for a long time um, and I was showing up to work in in extreme pain yeah. um, lots and lots of days out of a month and um, because it was a, such a feminine thing and I worked in such a masculine environment, it felt really hard to talk about. Sure, yeah. um, and I was just burnt out. I was just absolutely burnt out, and I think I just got more and more aware of the fact that I, I was my, I wasn't in a line alignment with the corporate sort of mindset. Um, and my mum lived here in this small town where I live now, and I had lived away from her for so long, and I just thought I want to be near my mum. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've always loved, you know, fitness and. And yoga and stuff. So I just decided w- what could I do differently. That's what I like doing. I'm just going to give it a go. So that's that's what happened really. That's what I'm glad that you you gotten out of that space first off because I hear you. There are certain things that you're, you can't exactly explain to your male colleagues without having to host an entire health class. So yeah. I, yes, sure. Yeah, that <laughs> that is that is part is common, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah, unfortunately. So what advice do you have for someone who, you know, they want to do right by their body, want to exercise, want to do yoga, um, and you're split between like wanting to be in a space such as a gym and having to look at other people, look at you, like you don't fit in exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you either, how do you encourage someone to to move past that judgment or, or deal with that being in a space that doesn't really feel like it's for them or someone of my size yeah so I think unfortunately it shouldn't be this way but I think that as that larger bodied person I'm the same I would recommend doing a lot of preparation before Mm -hmm. so um 
one thing I would do is really look into if you've got the opportunity to look at a few different gyms or um, fitness centers near you, just really check out their websites and their like um, pages about the the trainers and things that are there and just see how focused they are on weight loss and, um, you know, transformation and saying that you have to be thin to be healthy because a lot of, I mean, most fitness places will say that. That's not true. There's a there's a huge body of information and, you know, scientific evidence to say you don't have to be thin to be healthy. What you do need to do to be healthy is do um, healthy activities. So, yes, move your body, eat well, manage your stress, get good sleep. Those things are really important. But, you know, a, a thousand people could do all the exact same things and we're not all going to have the same bodies. So some of us are going to have larger bodies. That's just the way it's going to be. And mm. um, and that's that can be hard to hear, but that's that's the truth of the matter. So I would be looking at websites that are not so focused on thin equals healthy um, there are there are fitness places and there are personal trainers and yoga teachers out there that don't subscribe to that and do know that you can be healthy at any size. So that's one thing I'd be doing is looking for those kind of places that seem to be welcoming in their just in their websites and you know their about me pages and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also prep by just following people online on social media who look like you who are having who are doing fitness so just to show you that there are people out there that look like you have your kind of body your age group whatever that are fit and healthy to prove to yourself that you are just as worthy as anyone else of being fit and healthy and it's possible because there's there's your evidence so one of the big things I've done for myself in in my own body acceptance is just change my feed my social media feed looks so different now than it did like seven or eight (laughs) years ago so that's really important I think the third thing is um maybe even trying out a few like online fitness things whether it's YouTube like for free or paid with with trainers that look a bit more like you who've got um you know like like me who's got a bigger belly so you can see how they've modified practices they might even show you how to modify things so that when you step into that real world environment you feel like you know what to do even if you're not being shown how to do it and then the fourth thing I would do is make sure that I've got a fabulous outfit (laughs) you know and something that fits really well and like you know I really I like you know workout tights that come right up to pretty much underneath my boobs so that like my whole belly is kept in and I feel really secure and comfortable and why shouldn't I look cute when I'm in the gym like everyone else does so like try not to really feel like you have to hide yourself get um you know find an outfit that feels really fabulous so that you can walk in feeling great so um surprisingly probably not I would recommend meditation and yoga only because there are some um, studies that show that both of those things in different ways will improve your um, body image. Mm-hmm. So um, there is evidence to show particularly self-compassion meditations. So meditations like a guided meditation um, that helps you with self-compassion will really help you with um your body image and they the research shows that if you do this meditation three times a uh, sorry not three times a day 
for th- every day for three weeks, okay. um, your improvements is, is quite significant in terms of how you feel about your own body. And then they tested the people again, I think it was six months later, and they were still getting benefits. Mm-hmm. So like that's three weeks of effort for like quite a long amount of um, benefit. And then the other thing is there is evidence to show that people who do a, even just yoga once a week compared to people who don't do yoga have a lot better body image um, compared to yeah, as I said, people who don't do yoga. Mm-hmm. So they're two things that I would highly recommend. Um, but the other thing which I mentioned before is really that social media feed. Like we all spend so much time on our phones and if we are just being constantly bombarded by images that make us feel bad about ourselves, mm-hmm. then even if we don't realise it, even if, you know, even if you don't realise it, I, I mean I, we've just, I just said, but I cannot tell you how different, I feel about my body now compared to when I was following people that I wanted to look like. Sure. Now I'm following people who I do look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't mean that I've given up on my body and I don't care. It doesn't mean that. It just means I'm accepting of where I am. I've got a menopausal body. My body has changed a lot in the last four or five years, but um, it means that I'm not I'm not shameful of my body and when you're in shame with your body you're less likely to want to take care of it so I I think social media feeds make a huge difference to how we feel about ourselves fantastic um speaking of we're talking about Mm. um age and body so at the milestone of 50 years old what do you hope to share for other ladies who were your age and what do you expect for the next 50 years for you Oh, wow. I haven't thought about the next 50, but I'll think about it while I speak. <laughs> um, so I I just feel like it's really interesting. In Besides my fitness world, I also work in a library and um, we do a lot of uh, courses for people who are older about how to use technology. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot of women in their 50s in particular, come in going, oh, I can't, I don't know anything about tech, I can't do it. And they've just decided that they can't do it. And so I I just want to say to everyone who's in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s, whatever, you can do anything, like seriously. It might not look the way it did before, but it's you can still do it. You can do your version of it. And I hope that I keep holding on to that in my own heart because, I, you know, it it frustrates me when I see people just, uh, you know, cancel themselves out of a situation mm-hmm. because of because of their age. I just can't do it. Um, and it's the same for fitness. You know, like I, I've just finished a um, a little short course called Accessible Yoga, and it was about learning how to do yoga sitting in a chair or even lying in bed if you're in hospital or mm-hmm. whatever. That you know, ways of making it accessible for everyone. So I sort of feel like. Everything is accessible to everyone. We just have to find a way to make it that way. And we have to be thoughtful and curious and um, wanting to find those ways for other people. So I hope in the next 50 years I will still be teaching yoga and I'll be doing it in a way that suits my body but is also still helping other people of my age to, to move and feel like their well-being is being looked after. I think that's what I want. Excellent, Emma. Thank you. Um, okay, so two two last questions. 
Yeah. If you were to leave the earth tomorrow, what do you hope people say about how you impacted them? I hope that people say that they learn to be kinder to themselves from interactions with me. So whether that was, um, you know, specifically talking about body image and some of the discussions I have with people around that or just through practising yoga, so just doing the yoga themselves, they felt like they felt better in their bodies. That would be really great. Excellent. And do you have any, um, like, books or um, other resources that you can share with listeners about, you know, either um, yoga or again by respecting your your body yeah so um I really enjoyed a book um called oh I've got it right here and I've got to remember what it's called um (laughs) yoga for everyone by Diane Bondi is an excellent beginner's kind of yoga book it actually breaks down all the different like not all the different poses because there's thousands, but like the main poses in yoga and how to do them for different size bodies, for different abilities, um, for different age groups. So that's a really great yoga resource if you want to sort of be able to do it in a way that suits your body. Um, And then I would really recommend reading Intuitive Eating. So it's a book by Evelyn Triboli and... I can't remember the other um, author's name, but I've been studying with Evelyn. That's why her name sticks in my head. But um, intuitive eating is, it sounds really (laughs) woo-woo, intuitive, but it's like it's very um, scientifically based about learning to respect your own hunger and fullness, learning to feel into your body about you know, what your body needs and learning. It's it's quite in-depth learning to reject diet culture, all that kind of stuff, and really looking after your body from a place of care and um, well-being as opposed to it needs to look a certain way. Right, um, yeah. And so that's a really good jumping-off point if you're at the point in your life where you've tried a million diets and they haven't worked and, by the way, they won't work because they can't work because of the way our bodies function. So, you know, there's no such thing as a long-term diet that actually works. This will show you how to eat in a way that will really look after your body as opposed to making it look a certain way. Um, And the whole system is very in-depth and I find it really fascinating and I recommend it. All right, Emma, before we go, how can the folks get in touch with you? Yeah. Well, if you go to my website, which is emmapollett.com, there is actually a free download of a self-compassion meditation. So if someone was interested in getting into that, that's the best place to go. Um, And then I'm also documenting my daily yoga, 365 days of yoga at my um, Instagram page, which is daily.yoga.with.emma, which is a bit long, but hopefully you'll have a link that you can share so people don't have to remember the whole thing. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time with me, Emma. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a great conversation. Absolute gems, right? (laughs) Here are a few takeaways from our chat. Improving the body image, promoting body positivity and self-care, curating your social media feed, and self-compassion meditation. 
hope this podcast inspires you to recognize that you are never stuck where you are and to know that you don't have to go through this process alone. Once you feel that nudge internally, you know that something doesn't align, it can be overwhelming because you don't know where to start. If you're ready to stop waiting for permission to make bold decisions that build confidence, add joy, and create ease into your life, sign up for a free discovery call with me today. Let's get started. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Grace Simmons, and this is the Random and Wonderful Podcast. Remember to subscribe so that you are ready for the next episode. Rate the show so that others can find it and share your favorite episode with a friend. Have a wonderful week. Take care, beautiful people, and I'll talk to you soon.